This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 25th of August. In your sport today, the Paralympics are officially open. Cam Smith falls short in the PGA. The timeline is set for an AFL team in Tassie. And an Aussie darts player passes away. This is your sport today. The Paralympics have officially begun following the opening ceremony in Tokyo last night. Danny DeToro and Riley Batt flew the flag for Australia in an empty Tokyo stadium as the presence of the pandemic was still felt in the Japanese capital. Yes, Sam, it was. And Australia only had DeToro, Batt and Chef Demission Kate McLaughlin march because, as McLaughlin said, safety is their number one priority. The team from New Zealand didn't march at all for the same reasons. Now, there has been one confirmed case of COVID in the Athletes' Village. We haven't been told who it is, but it's not Australian. As we know, the team from Afghanistan couldn't make it to Tokyo, but their flag was carried out by a volunteer as a sign of solidarity and peace. The theme of the opening ceremony was, We Have Wings, and the Games took us to the Para Airport with the star of the show, a young girl, playing the part of a little one-winged plane who grew enough confidence to eventually take off and start her own journey. Yeah, she was definitely a highlight on the night. Uh, We now have 12 days of competition to look forward to. Starting today, most of it's going to be in the pool. So stay tuned until the end of the show for a rundown of a few key events you should check out. Let's stick with the theme of the Games, but we're going to go back to the 2012 Olympics in London. Australia won the bronze medal in the men's 4x100m medley relay in the pool, but it looked like they'd be stripped of it last year when a drugs test revealed that team member Brenton Rickard had tested positive to a banned substance in a follow-up test. But the case has been dropped and it means there'll be changes to the rules around drugs in world sport. Yeah, Sam, so what essentially happened is the International Olympic Committee retested samples last year and they found a really small amount of a banned diuretic in his urine. Uh, A diuretic basically helps you remove substances from the body and it can cover up other drugs like steroids. But Ricard's lawyers argued that because the amount was so low, it must have come from over-the-counter medication he'd picked up from the chemist in the days leading up to the test. The previous rules didn't allow for any flexibility, but Ricard's case means the rules will be rewritten. Yep, so the IOC dropped the case with the Court of Arbitration for Sport. That's about as high as you can go. And that means that Australia has still never lost an Olympic medal due to drug cheating. Now, Gabs, Ricard wouldn't have been the only one affected if he'd been found guilty. Yeah, that's right, Sam. Even though Ricard only swam in the heats in London... All six members of the Australian relay team would have been stripped of their medals, and this is because anti-doping rules apply to teams, not individuals. Rickard said he was relieved to have his name cleared, but he'll still have to pay around $50,000 in legal fees. From weekend hacks to the pros on the PGA Tour, golfers know golf can be a cruel game. Just ask Aussie golfer Cam Smith. Yesterday, Smith was in a playoff with America's Tony Finau at the Northern Trust Open in New Jersey when a wayward tee shot pretty much ended his hopes of winning and cost him around a million bucks. But Gabs, it wasn't all bad news for Smith. 
Well, no, it wasn't because he still won $1.4 million for finishing second. The fourth round was delayed a day due to a tropical storm, but when the players got on the course, Smith and Finau were even after four rounds and 72 holes at 20 under par. Smith, he actually had a chance to win the whole thing on the last hole, but just missed his birdie putt. So, with scores level, it was time for a playoff. Now, in a playoff, tied players will keep going one hole at a time, trying to make the lowest score possible. When one player shoots lower than their opponent, they win. So when Smith put his tee shot out of bounds on the par 4 18th hole, it meant he had to take the shot again and cop a one-stroke penalty, putting him two shots behind straight away. Smith, he couldn't recover, with Finau calmly paring the hole to win his first title since 2016. Finau had been runner-up eight times in the past five years, with three of those in a playoff. Finau pocketed around $2.4 million with a win, and as you said, Gabs, Smith made $1.4 million. Smith, Finau, and the other 68 best players on the PGA Tour will be back in action at the BMW Championship, which starts this Friday morning here in Australia. Today's trivia question, how many PGA wins does Cam Smith have? Find out at the end of the show. Let's move to Queensland, which has saved another sporting coat here in Australia. Yesterday, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk confirmed the rest of the rugby championship will be played in Queensland after South Africa and Argentina were allowed to enter. Move over Melbourne. Brisbane's now the sporting capital of Australia, don't you think? (laughs) But yeah, Sam, the Springboks and Pumas are expected to arrive in Brisbane from South Africa on Friday and will be based on the Gold Coast where they will quarantine. The reason Queensland came to the rescue is because the latest COVID outbreak basically stuffed up all the other travel plans. South Africa aren't allowed into New Zealand and New Zealand cancelled their trip to Perth for the third Bledisloe test in case they got stuck there and there were no dates locked in. But now there are, with four doubleheaders to be played on four weekends from September 12 to October 2nd. Yeah, and the match on the 25th of September in Townsville will be the 100th test between South Africa and New Zealand. As for the Wallabies, they'll play the All Blacks next in Perth, most likely next weekend on September the 4th, which is about a week later than they'd originally planned. The date is expected to be confirmed later in the week. Tasmanian footy fans will be all over the state's push for an AFL team. Well, fans won't have to wait much longer to see if they get a team to call their own, with a decision to be made early next year. Yep, so we know that there'll be two finals matches played in Tasmania this weekend. And Fez, the news came through yesterday that AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin and Tassie Premier Peter Gutwin had agreed on a rough date on whether or not a 19th team will be in Tasmania. It comes after the Carter Report, which was an independent report by former Geelong President Colin Carter at whether Tassie could host an AFL team. Carter said there was a strong case for a team in Tasmania and offered three options. That was to move an existing club to Tasmania, have an existing club play most of its games but not move, or to create a new club altogether. The Tassie government, well, they did not like the sound of the first two options, even threatening to stop letting the Hawks and Kangaroos play games in Tasmania if the AFL didn't give them some reassurances. But now they have, and the Hawks and Roos can strike up new deals to play in Tassie from next year. Yeah, and those games make quite a bit of cash for those clubs. Uh, what needs to happen for Tasmania to get an AFL license is the AFL Commission agreeing to expansion and then have the support of 12 of the 18 clubs. If that all goes to plan, Tasmania could have their very own club, 
but it won't be for a while. The Tassie government is hoping it will come in about six years' time. A team in Tasmania would be historic, and there was a bit of history at last night's Australian Football Hall of Fame night. Yeah, there sure was when Debbie Lee became the first woman to be inducted. Lee played more than 300 VFLW matches, was a five-time Best and Fairest winner, and has been an administrator for many years. In fact, Sam... She's the general manager of women's football at the Western Bulldogs. Two-time Brownline medalist Chris Judd was also inducted in his first year of eligibility. Yep, Judd was straight in there. There's a link to all the inductees in your episode notes. News came through yesterday afternoon that Australian professional darts player Kyle Anderson had died. He was 33. Anderson hadn't played on the professional tour for more than a year after he returned home due to the COVID pandemic in early 2020. His cause of death hasn't been revealed as of yet. Fez, he will be remembered not just for his darts career, but also for celebrating his Indigenous heritage with the world. Anderson, who had the nickname The Original, played in shirts with Aboriginal art and had a version of Goanna's Solid Rock as his walkout music before matches. He played in seven world championships and won the Auckland Masters in 2017, but his biggest highlight was when he hit a nine-darter at the World Champs. Now, a nine-dart finish is extremely rare, and it means a player was able to reach a score of 501 in exactly nine throws, the minimum needed to reach that target. Tributes have come in from a number of players, including fellow Aussie Simon Whitlock, who was Anderson's partner in many team events. Whitlock said, Totally gutted to wake to the terrible news about Kyle. Not only a brilliant player but a very nice man. Whitlock added, Many times I played against him and loved playing with him. You will be missed, Kyle, but never forgotten. Time for a rundown of the three key things to watch at the Paralympics today, and the Aussies will be looking to keep up their winning ways in the Tokyo pool. Yeah, it is going to be a big day in the pool to kick off the Paralympics. And unlike the Olympics, the heats will be in the mornings and the finals in prime time for us at night. Watch out for six-time gold medalist Ellie Cole in the women's S9 400-meter freestyle, while Brendan Hall is the two-time defending Olympic champion in the men's race. The swimming finals start from 6pm, so I'll be having dinner a little bit early to get the timing right. (laughs) Well, we've also got the women's wheelchair basketball team. They're called the Gliders. They're playing Japan at 6pm as well, Gabs. And at 3pm, check out the mixed wheelchair rugby team. They're up against Denmark. All times are Australian Eastern Standard Time. You can watch it all on Network 7 and stream it on 7+. Plus. And there's a link in the episode notes to the full day one fixture. Right, the answer to today's trivia question, how many PGA titles has Cam Smith won? He's won three PGA titles, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans twice and the Sony Open in Hawaii. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again tomorrow. 